This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Raph, there's another fight card because the UFC hates relationships, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside of the cage. Brought to you, of course, by Manscaped. Enter in that Verbal Tap code. Get us a little Manscaped love. Manscaped love, name of my pornographic film coming out probably June. I don't know. I need to lose some some porn weight. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you? I'm okay. I had a note on my pad here that said, Raph, you should probably do the introduction instead of Kevin this well, week. How's your because... porn weight? Let's get there first. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we can start with good? that. My porn weight, you know, honestly, dudes who are in porn can be a little little pudgier. Yeah. So it's, it's okay. I think in that regard, I'm doing fine. Although I'll tell you this much. Um, I definitely looked in the mirror and was just like, I blame COVID for most of this. So... Uh, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. No, the note I had here was I should probably do the introduction because you've lived a very hard weekend, Kevin. Do you mind telling the people what happened to you over the weekend? Sure. Any number of things have happened to me, Raph. I have to have <laughs> rotator cuff surgery again. Found Good. that out last week. Can't wait. Uh, ordering from milk bar from a distance mm-hmm. now. That's probably not what you meant. Chiefs mm-hmm. lost in stunning fashion after the worst karmic weekend in a long time and i'm having a baby so just pick it it's a whole it's a whole avalanche of life well first you brought on someone beautiful to beat me up this week who's good at jujitsu so it's all not looking my way let me be very clear about our guest today he is somebody who looks like a disney prince if you asked a blind person to draw a disney prince from memory he is somebody (laughs) who also how do I put this? He's been at combat jiu-jitsu. He's won that. You know, he's done all these other things. It's very fun to watch him always compete. He's a friend of grappling hours, but he's never really done this show. Now, before I give you his name, I just want to tell you this, Kevin. I thought, what a psychological way to get at Kevin when he has to compete against somebody than to maybe bring on Florida man himself. That's right, because Kevin's beloved Chiefs lost to the Buccaneers. If famously, Rob Gronkowski um, is my fucking opponent tonight, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it w- would be a little difficult to get him. I think he's in the middle of uh, celebrating. Is with- it? I don't know. Feels like he's here to fuck my life. So maybe he joined for the fun of it. Well, maybe we have the Rob Gronkowski of jiu-jitsu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the very first time. One, Dan Martinez. Dan, how are you doing, sir? Um, my man, what's going on, brother? <laughs> Not too much. Okay, so Dan, first of all, the thought to bring you on happened when I saw you were before Super Bowl at a major event. Where were you at on Friday evening, sir? Oh, uh, bare knuckle FC, baby. <laughs> so, okay, let's start with that. Why were you at bare knuckle FC? And also, why does it make perfect sense that you're, of course, going to be at Bare Knuckle FC? Dude, Florida man, man. Come on now. Tons of Florida mans in that crowd. 
<laughs> so what was the spectacle like? Because they've been hitting the Midwest pretty hard with the bare knuckle. But this time they had the Paige Van Zant coming out there for the main event. Obviously, it looked like you knew some people who were competing, correct? Yeah, man. We had uh, we had two teammates on the card, and, and they this is their fourth time in Florida. We've had people on that card all the time, you know, guys that prefer striking when they fought in MMA. But uh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> The fact that Florida and I think Mississippi or some other two states down south are the only ones that'll, that that will sanction it. It's uh, exactly what you would expect out of the crowd and the fight. Hmm. Okay. I feel like that's ambiguous. What would I expect, Dan? Meth, gators, <laughs> you, uh, uh, meth and gators, uh, people running <laughs> with full-size trailer parks because that's how they watch dude, the fight. Uh, Stop me if I'm too really? close to home. No. You, uh, do you watch South Park at all? Yeah. You know, they took their guns. Just imagine a giant crowd of that. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, of course, it's a pretty big spectacle to go see. And I laughed profusely because I don't see you daily. I don't know what's going on with you. But every so often when I see something that's in your Instagram stories that you're sharing with the rest of the world and I stop and I go, of course he would be there. I don't know that you have somebody competing there until a little bit later, but I go, that actually makes perfect sense that Dan Martinez is just like bare knuckle fighting. Well, why not? I've got nothing oh, to do this Friday. And, and and I will say this, and I will say this. Actually, I'm wrong. The first event, we didn't have anybody fighting on it, and I couldn't wait to go. So I would be going with or without teammates. <laughs> Absolutely. What was the best fight that you saw that night? Uh Dude, it has to be Chris Lieben's fight. His last fight ever, mm. he said. He's done fighting. A legend like Chris Lieben. <laughs> it was actually very nice to see that he both won and then retired because I didn't like yeah, the opposite <laughs> of any part of that situation because uh, Chris <laughs> Lieben actually, our circles kind of ran around each other where we met once or twice and... I just remembered it was toward that tail end of him almost coming to close with uh, the UFC. And yeah. you immediately feel this sense, especially when you're new, because I was green in the business at that time. Yeah. I went up to shake his hand and I was just like, hey, man, it's very nice to meet you because I've seen you fight for years and it's just very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was so oh, nice, yeah. so cool. But you got the sense that at any given moment, he might start talking about something that you go, I don't know what you're talking about, but Point I'll of get order. A Hold on. <laughs> do the two of you want to know? Do, I'll give you the option of trivia guess. I just pulled up Chris Lieben's page. His first <laughs> UFC event was the Extreme Challenge 6. Anybody want to take a guess when it was? When was that, Kevin? Oh, man. Uh, 2002, 2003. Fucking goddamn, I love Dan Martinez already, ref. November 9th, 2002. The Woo! man debuted 19 years ago, which means he started fighting yeah. in casinos in 95 when he was 15. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bro, the man knocked out Vanderlei Silva. <laughs> you see, you he say stuff like that. And I always try not to make it super personal when you meet somebody new for the first time because the first image I had in my head when I was shaking his hand was, oh, my God, I remember watching Anderson Silva beat the shit. Don't say that, Raph. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's, that has nothing to do with the situation. It might go south for you. 
So no, I, I've no, learned. That is funny. I would have mentioned that one. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Fortunately, sometimes I have some social cooth, so I, I knew yeah. not to do that. He beat Kevin, up Bryce Hamilton, John Hamilton's younger cousin, third generation. <laughs> Absolutely, fun people. Kevin, do you have questions for Dan Martinez? Because I figured this is a good time for you to maybe get some revenge for your Chiefs. Now I don't know that he is officially a Bucks fan. But I do know he does get caught up in the element of, oh, this seems like a good party, so I'm all about it. So, Kevin, Absolutely. what questions do you have for Dan? Where were you last night, Dan? What were you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, last night I was uh, pretty fucked up at a Super Bowl party not watching the game. Well, good. There was no game to be watched. What was your <laughs> drink of choice for someone with, uh, I don't know, 2% body fat? Like, how do you, what's, <laughs> what do you get fucked up on? Or is it like an avocado shake and you're like the rest of this Florida crowd? <laughs> no, vodka, everything vodka, man. Everything vodka. And yeah, everything vodka, actually. I, I will tell you, Raph. His Instagram, mm. you know, obviously we know Dan. You've seen his pink stuff on EBI. If you're thinking, yeah. oh, is that the guy with the tight fade? Yeah. All he has <laughs> on his Instagram is jujitsu black belt, mild understatement, mm -hmm. no problem. And mm -hmm. then FL Palm Tree, which I presume FL is short for meth needle, palm tree. I actually don't exactly know how they do meth. I, I just found that out not long ago. So somebody was like, is that a meth pipe? It's like, is it what? I, I thought they just did it like a cryogenic freezing down in Florida. I was looking forward to it on a spring break in the near future. Dan, what's your first match? What's your first combat match? Is it wrestling? Is it fighting? I don't know. I'm curious. Take us back. Like, uh, oh, ever in my life? Yeah. First you, combat match, jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, actually, yeah. Is that how you get started? You fall in love with jiu-jitsu? Uh, well, I wanted to uh, to fight MMA first. So I was watching people like Chris Levin, you know, which, by the way, a little off topic, would you guys go to a bare-knuckle event? Uh, in, in like i'm from kansas friday nights were a bare knuckle <laughs> event like yeah absolutely we're big fans we also uh, know a guy named joe wilk and that crazy kansas crowd who loves the bfkc as well so we sadly have a lot of friends involved i'll be very honest thank you for telling us that i would tell you this dad i sometimes have to take a good look around the element and figure out do I make sense here? For example, you know how they have the high rollers for jiu-jitsu? I always think yeah. to myself, as somebody who doesn't smoke, but who has a lot of very solid fans who are deep stoners who love our show, I always think to myself, I don't know that I would do well there. I don't know that people would enjoy my brand of humor there, so I don't know what I would add. Bare knuckle fighting makes me think like if I was a reporter on the sidelines or, you know, doing the post interviews like I would with normal jujitsu events, yeah, yeah. just the look of me saying to them like, well, that time that you basically bashed their face in and uh, broke every part of their orbital bone, uh, that, that was fun. So was kudos cool. to you. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a very good question here. Uh, I think that you posed to us. I am a little pressed to ask you, what did you 
make as the Paige Van Zant main event because that was the whole reason people mostly tuned in that night. I mean, bro, I didn't think she was going to win. I thought, you know, in the UFC, she was kind of overhyped and she was supposed to be a grappler anyways. So when she signed with Baron Oz, I was like, this, I just don't see this going well. And and she pretty much got beat up every every round, but with the last one, yeah, no, nah, she didn't look good. I don't even think she won her second one. So, Kevin, with that in mind, do you think the Martinez protest too much as somebody who – He's like, mm, she's too pretty to fight. I don't know about that. I'm just saying. Wait, was that? I thought that was Stephen A. Smith. Hold on. Was that part of Dan's <laughs> take, too? Because hey. I'm, I'm, no I'm going to tell you, uh, I enjoy, I still enjoy the clips of the fighting. And from the way in to the night of, uh, the ladies oh, throw bro. some hands. Oh, bro, I, I enjoyed the fight. I just don't think she's going to win her next one, but I'll watch her opponent fight against the door. <laughs> yeah, I Good felt, but I also felt similarly with like the Edgar Sandhagen. It's like, duck, Paige, get down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was tough to watch as, a, as an old school fan. And so Dan, here's an important thing. You did mention that you weren't watching football. You were just getting drunk. I don't know a more Florida man response to a Super Bowl happening and somehow you still get drunk on the day when everybody in the world is watching a Super Bowl. What exactly are you doing? Were you oh, in a uh, presence bro, to watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> I did. I'm just, I'm just a Tampa native and a Florida man that everybody told me, bro, you don't understand. This is the first time that the team has gone to a Super Bowl where it's at. I was like, no shit, really? Who are we playing again? And this was like five days ago. I was like, oh yeah, I'm down to go out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, perfect. <laughs> I, I wore a red shirt because I have no idea where to get a jersey at. So I was like, yeah, a red shirt. I turned around when people cheered. I was like, hey, we're fucking, we're doing good. And took a shot with everybody to celebrate. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> but now I'll talk shit to Kevin. Since, you know, Tampa's just, you know, the, the defending fan. Kevin, does this, does this hurt to have somebody who essentially just walked in to a bandwagon definition of oh, enjoying I, and supporting oh. a team. I mean, he took the Bro, same told... path Tom Brady took to the goddamn city. It feels <laughs> pretty kismet. Is... It's like the two of them were just walking like, around like, that looks like a fun place to hang. Chose oh, it. Absolutely. I told all my friends, I told all my friends, I could care less, but if I'm going to root for somebody and anything, it's going to be the Bucks. And when I found out we had Tom Brady, I was like, oh, I'm pissing everybody off next year. There's no way we lose. It's <laughs> 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 like, there's no shot. <laughs> and that costs so Dan, good money. Refs aren't cheap, Raph. You have to get Vegas yeah. in on it. You got to get the whole yeah. crew yeah. to throw the flags. You got to go eight straight. I did gotta say, I did, I did miss, I did miss the lightning. Like people going crazy for the lightning. I, I wasn't huge on those parties, but the, the Super Bowl was outrageous. Tampa was definitely the weekend to be the the place to be in this weekend. I swear to God, if one more person talks about hockey when we're talking about the NFL, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I hate hockey, but I'm saying. All these memes going around about Champa this, Champa that. I'm like, oh, well, I don't, I don't even know that season ended. <laughs> it's just the Lightning, you know, eight people yeah, know exactly. about them and have their jersey. The, anyway. <laughs> now, what do so, you guys think about the Florida man wearing a Bucks shirt, a Bucks jersey with Brady's last name on it, the new fans? Um, I'll tell you this much. It makes sense. 
I don't like the fact that they are entitled though now because they got exactly. somebody who can come play for them and you go, it's fine if you get Tom Brady. But then getting Tom Brady and Gronk, it made me think that yesterday, even though it's not technically cheating, I did yell at the TV at one point, whoa, that's unfair. <laughs> that's unfair that they have such a good connection. They, that, they've that they had years of experience. That's not something we can allow. That, that Someone call, put a flag on that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. They basically you basically took the winning aspect of one team, moved it to another city. Like that's why I I know my super casual ass fan of football knew enough to know. Oh, Bucks are winning it next year. Whenever that season starts, that's happening. <laughs> I also appreciate the fact that you basically decided to get involved in the party element, and you're like, "Will there be drinking?" And they said, "Yeah, it's a Super Bowl." And you go, "I'm in." They go, do you care about oh. the football? And you also were like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They were like, well, it's Sunday. You were like, what are we doing Friday, Saturday? Pre-Super Bowl? <laughs> In fact, a lot of my friends were saying, Saturday, man, I don't know. I'm going to do this and kind of save myself for the game. I was like, oh, I don't care. I'll just miss the game, if anything. <laughs> just got to wear a red shirt every night, and that was it. God, the you know, Dan also are red, but fuck it, Raph. I don't have the heart. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not it just feels like him. it's in such a positive place. <laughs> I also get the feeling if his team had not won, aka his home team had not won, Kev, he still might have taken a shot afterwards. Yeah, I'm not in sure he gives a shit. I think we get the same Dan Martinez today, regardless of how the game goes. But yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I would have just. I would have just started hitting on whatever girl wasn't pissed about the game. And I was like, ah, you didn't care either? Perfect. <laughs> the, the other thing that's blissful about this, Kevin, is having somebody on the show who's like, do you guys remember what it's like to hit on people? Yeah. No. Don't worry. Uh, so much better when you have other people? Uh, championship gold and black belts so that they just fall in love with you all over. I'm sorry. I was screaming at the television with my pit bull alone here at the loft. Where, where were you? Actually, uh, my one friend from Kansas, who we were, we all got on a Zoom at halftime to yell at each other. And we're like, where are you? It sounds like there's people there. He's like, yeah, I'm with my bubble. We're like, what the fuck does that mean? We're like, how many people are there, Jay? He's like, 35. It's like, I'm going to lose my mind. How many people, Dan, at your uh, super spreader party? Oh, bro, there must have been definitely 70 to 80. God bless America, Ralph. I would say. Oh, yeah, man. Big projector screen in the backyard. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That Just, I didn't pay attention to, but the next time, the beer pong table the next time uh, Florida has all their fitness instructors being like, "We're being fucking persecuted," you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, before we start transitioning to guessing of the UFC pay per view that's coming up, um, I should also mention a couple things. Number one, Kevin, I should also let you know that Dan was saying that he couldn't come on a fight companion. Uh, that I was going to do this weekend. I was not inviting him to the fight companion he because was I had an inkling. slamming three girls named Brandy and Tiffany. Raph, <laughs> you know how Florida is. What's he supposed I, to I do? do. Tiffany, Tiffany sounds like a redhead. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Well, no, her name was Brandy and Tiffany. If you, <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. I would say this though: if you are listening to this man right now, uh, you might want to know that there's going to be a little bit of celebration because. Gilbert Burns is fighting on this card in a yes, huge sir. way. So I figured not only have I brought on 
Florida man who attended bare knuckle fighting, Florida man who has beaten your team, but also Florida man who somehow is going to have a connection to one of the guys fighting for the title. I call this my true trifecta, Kevin. Do you at least have some appreciation for the skill and the booking on this one? Yeah. You have to. Don't help him, Dan. I don't need you to be. We've been doing this a long time. Me and I will talk together. Yeah, I guess I'm appreciating all the aspects of the sabotage that I'm feeling. There's, If you've seen the show Search Party, there's this moment when the two gentlemen who have a little falling out, who are in an extremely passionate relationship, one of them shows up at the other's yoga class, and it's like, well, this has been my yoga class for three years. Hostile gesture received, Raph. Search party style. Fair. Dan doesn't know what that means. But, Dan, this is a good opportunity for you, before you have to go from being a nice, affable guy with Kevin, to maybe starting <laughs> to talk a little bit of trash. But I can't send you in cold. I'm giving you the opportunity now to cross-examine, get to know Kevin a little bit better, because... I know you just don't talk trash about anybody that you don't know. So it's good to get to know him. And you could do that now. All right. So, Kevin, where, where were you last night during the game? Alone in my uh, loft here in downtown Denver, trying to put the pieces together of a shattered life and choices that took me down a rye. I was also um, drinking a 10-year rye whistle pig, and it was excellent. Oh, all right. <laughs> now, when was the last time you got on the mat and trained? Oh, God. Okay, officially. Oh, no. No, no, no. Officially October. I had an old guy training session in October. Of last year. Of this past year? Correct. 2020? No, no, no. We're taking, that was 2020. Yes. We're in 2021 now. So there you go. And before that, it was like <laughs> six months. Oh, man, man. All right. Cross-examined now. I, th I, th I think I'm good. I think I'm going to not wait. What's your last name? I'm going to look you up right now. <laughs> Phillips, two L's, not the 74-year-old Republican strategist. <laughs> you should know, though, Dan, uh, full disclosure, Kevin is not on any of the real social medias. You might be able to find him on Facebook, but you won't find him on Instagram. And if you're ever, I mean, you know this, but if you're ever interacting with Verbal Tap, it's usually, well, 99% play nine, me. <laughs> yeah. I think I should tell you that. I like it. You get your guest on, you talk smack, you have no profile. I like it, man. I like it. <laughs> what you We're should know, though, away. is Kevin <laughs> is somebody who has faced some injuries. I think you might have picked up on that. So it's not that he doesn't like training. He's pretty good. He is a purple belt. Yeah. Solid jiu-jitsu technique. Um, it's just shit is gone. You know, the body breaks when you get older sometimes, Dan. We won't ruin it for you, but it does occasionally happen. Starts <laughs> uh, man. How old are we talking? How old are we? How I'm, old are you, Kevin? I'm 35, but I've had some weird... Uh, the audience is like, oh, God, don't do this. You're 35, <laughs> man. I'm about to be 30. <laughs> I, I know. I, I'm 35. I've had six surgeries in six years. About to make it lucky oh, number shit. seven. But it's cool. Whatever. What's in the box? Because every time I go back, to be fair, I should have had this operated on about six months ago. But COVID happened. And then we were in this fresh hell of can't do jujitsu in Colorado. Also can't get surgery. 
But we're uh, no. we're back there. Plus, you know what they say: thirty six is the best year to start jujitsu over again. And um, you know, I've been doing it for like twelve years, so it's just in my bones. I won't be able Solid, to stop. Man. And by in I'll, my bones, well, I mean literally. I've had surgeons just go ahead and tattoo <laughs> things as they have. They all been jujitsu related? No, 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 no. Uh, just two of them, three of them. <laughs> Shit, man! Six four surgeries. of them. That's... Four of them. Now that I mention it, are jujitsu related <laughs> specifically. One has a little Muay Thai foundation too. <laughs> Damn, brother, man! You got to train light on them. I'm going to use that to my an ammo in a little bit, in about ten minutes if I have to. But you know, I'm made of light brittle. Them. Yeah, just a fresh sneeze <laughs> will take me out of this match. So, so you be careful. <laughs> I don't know that we've had somebody in a good while who has smiled this much about the opportunity to be shitty to somebody else, Kevin. But this does go to tell you that Dan Martinez is a competitor at heart. And I think it is time for us to transition to the game of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the installment of Verbal Tap that we like to go over under Kevin. The way it works is very simple. We give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win for the upcoming UFC 258 card. Now, we go all the way through the card, but we do it randomly. We give each participant 15 seconds. If I so deem, I will give them 15 seconds of rebuttal time. And even though the person who correctly picks the most fights is considered the winner, the true people's champion is the one who talks the best amount of trash. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? Uh, yeah, but there's not meth in my water supply, so I have an advantage in terms of like just like getting the bearings down. That's fair. And that's currently fair. being well, in a psychotic episode. Dan, man, do I mean, you I, understand? I, I, I'm Listen, man, I'm from... Tampa, this is champion shit, so I'm I'm ready, man. I understand the rules. I mean, Kevin might be looking up some of your results from the past, so while your city may be a champion, I would caution very quickly to be prepared for when he has those in the chamber, much like you have his brittle belt. Kind of like so. when John Combs went to Jits King Tampa in 2019 and just, uh, you know... Handed out some ass beatings. Maybe I'm just thinking he struggles with people who live in Colorado. He might. He might rap. Well, listen, man, that's because you guys have an advantage of much better weed. I don't know what he was doing up there, but we got way, way stronger after that. Just listen, the Stanley Cup, Buccaneers, I got to, I won the combat to just the world after that. All of that just started happening after. That was post, post-July and Ebor. Well, not directly <laughs> after fair. that. Directly after that, you ran have, into a Vinny Magalhaes problem, <laughs> who's uh, also a friend of the podcast. So, you know, there's some things going on here. Well, you know, ch- hey, champions <laughs> experience wins and losses, man. But, uh, you know, did you watch ADCC? Well, whatever's in Vinny's veins isn't legal. <laughs> Definitely on the days of championship, but, but yes, we did watch. We did see some of it. Ah, oh, okay, man. Well, dude, you, you just didn't watch my match with Vinny. You didn't uh, watch it live. Are you shitting me? Yeah, we've watched it. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, man, listen, listen. Well, I'm the one in the ADCCs, man. You can't, you can't just hate on somebody that made it. No. Oh. You haven't trained since October. You're you gonna be shocked. I'm prepared to hate on a lot more of your accolades. So, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> Here's some good news, gents. We're going to go ahead and start this competition off, and we're going to do it. And before we do, I want to say this. You made an allusion to one John Combs and having good weed. I can affirm death is the case. So, I, yes. I said it for a reason, for sure. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure that you and him have plenty of great chats, but I'll tell you this much. John Combs is a welcome person in our community. Uh, he has terrorized us plenty before. And uh, I, I won't stand for us talking up his name. That's just, that's not what we do here. All right, let's go to our first fight. I've got 15 right. seconds on the clock for Kevin in a welterweight bout between Bilal Muhammad and Diego, friend of the show, Lima. Kev, on you. This one's tough because you know I love Bilal and you know I feel rough when people over the age of 80 keep fighting. I'm going against Diego Lima. I'm going with Muhammad. This is a move for McLovin. It's the most popular name on the planet, Raph. Fair. All right, we go to you, Dan. Dan, who do you have? 15 seconds. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Bilal as well because I just think Diego struggled in the UFC. Bilal always goes to a decision. His fights are kind of long and boring, but he always finds a way to get it done. Got to go with him. Kevin, do you feel that it is a strong way to start off the show with somebody like Diego Lima, who is close to where Dan lives by calling... His fight's boring. I was going to leak it to him individually. I was mm -hmm. going to create a, like a, a ghost account. Be like, you're not going to believe what Dan Methbelt Jitsu is saying about you down in Tampa. <laughs> like, my man's bringing in heat. <laughs> but, you know, I'm also a little worried Diego Lehman's going to win. So I feel kind of yeah, confident. You enough. get some good odds in Vegas on that one. Plus 260, Raph. I guess this is a good opportunity to say, Dan, have you ever competed against Diego in any way, shape, or form? Uh, Diego, no. By the way, I said Bilal's fights are a little boring. Diego, I've never competed against, though. Uh, okay, thanks. I'm glad that you clarified that because Florida man does not understand articles. So when you don't associate the name to it, it just sounds like you're like, well, I mean, Diego's not going to win because his fights are always uh, boring. Uh, <laughs> just want to make sure. Proper noun agreement is always very helpful on those ones. Uh, Dan, oh, I, I got you coming up next. It is a, a women's flyweight bout between Jillian Robertson and Miranda Maverick. 15 on the seconds for you. Florida man's got to go with Florida girl. Jillian Robertson, I've seen her compete in person. She's a Florida girl. She lives like two hours away. Got to go with her. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15 for you. <laughs> You're dangerous. <laughs> That's why you can... <laughs> Be my wingman any time. Are you fucking joking? Even if you're from Florida, you're not going to choose Maverick? I'm okay. going with Top Gun. Thanks, Raph. I've okay. heard enough. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask this, Dan. When you hear Kevin... I hope the people at his Tampa shitty Super Bowl party, all 140 of them here, he chose against... Top Gun characters. I hope they hear that. It's not going to make a ton of sense. Doesn't need to with this crowd. They're going to turn against him. He knows what I'm talking about. Okay, Dan, let's ask a real serious question here. What is the higher likelihood? Somebody getting COVID from the super spreader that you went to 
or someone getting an STD from you at the super spreader you went to. 15 on the clock Ooh. for you. Ooh, 15. Uh, COVID. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because and, and only because i always pull out and everybody knows if you pull out you can't get an STD. <laughs> genius well this is why science has been keeping us safe for so long hey we're going to a bantamweight bout between pedro muñoz and jimmy rivera kevin you lead us off on this one 15 on the clock for you we're <laughs> going we're just gonna skip past the wisdom that was you know what let's uh, this is easy for me. I am going with the slightly shorter fighter with a longer reach. Shorter fighter, longer reach. Band name. I'm going with Rivera. He also looks like this guy I used to do comedy with, Raph in DC. Doesn't you know what? Never mind. Okay. Dan Martinez, who are you going on this one? Man, I'm going to have to go with Pedro Munoz. I think he's looked really good, uh, aside from the Frankie Edgar loss and Jimmy's experienced some losses, and I think it was it's going to be right up what Pedro can do in the fight. And I just want to pick against Kevin. That fair. Listen, that's a great strategy statistically. No, reference Edgar's record. It's a good time to do that. It's not like someone <laughs> put a knee through his skull <laughs> over the weekend. Prime Edgar. Prime Edgar. <laughs> oh, no. Prime Edgar, motivated McGregor, you name it. C-level Kane. Look. We're going to bring them all here, kids. So not oh pre knee injury or back injury came. <laughs> oh God, man. Sam Hagen sent sent Edgar to Puerto Rico maybe a few years ahead of schedule. We'll find out, bro. <laughs> Dan, before I get you on this next pick, I have to ask: Has there ever been a competitor that you've talked trash to mid match? Talk trash to, uh, yeah, yeah, but it was like, uh, it was in like, well, you guys like a local tournament, you know, not anybody that you guys would know back when I was like a purple boat. We, we competed against each other like seven different times. <laughs> and may I ask what you might have been telling him in the middle of that trash talk? Because again, you haven't named a name, so. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, right around like our fifth or sixth match. And in fact, actually, we, I, I did talk a little bit of trash with Josh Near in the UFC too, which is cool. But uh, or on the uh, on the combat uh, jiu-jitsu, and but in the first match, he, you know, he was just you know this group when his coach you know you, you know the, the the tough coaches that are talking shit. Oh, he's not even trying to pass. He's not even you know. And then I uh, hit my knee cut pass. I was in my favorite pass. I slammed past his eye control. I was like, how was that for a pass? He started turtling. I underhooked his head, put some shoulder pressure in. I said, not not today. And that was really it. And then with Josh Near, it was cool because he was talking shit about my triangle thing. Go for it. And I was like, you already know I'm gonna get it. But I just couldn't bring myself to say anything mean because. Josh Neer, fucking awesome. <laughs> Kevin, did that give you any more intel as to the mindset of one Dan Martinez? Well, I want to be clear. He didn't get the triangle on Josh Neer. He won via control time in overtime. So his little story, it's cute, but the dentist was right. Couldn't triangle him. Yeah, but hey, it's the 6-6 right, but who ended up? <laughs> that's fucking good who ended up flipping over the position and landing more strikes hey i outstruck the ufc fighter so no, yeah, you, you know? should say it you should be like i controlled you in overtime and that would be factually accurate <laughs> hey well i wasn't even done i wasn't even done because when i well now i'm gonna give you a little bit more ammo what when i did get to uh when i did get to overtime and i escaped the back he was a little pissed off because i was on his back the whole regulation round and then when i started on his back again i was like you know i'm gonna be here for a while he didn't say shit and then I cross-faced him, and I still didn't try and go on. 
I do want it. Yeah, very sad. I'm glad that you you hashtag your own sad at the end of that one. I just want to make sure, though, that we're very clear. Your combat credentials precede you. It's just, I was curious if you ever talk trash. And I like the fact that the bulk of your trash talk is just mostly jujitsu-based trash talk, which is, (laughs) oh, you just wait until I knee cut past you, motherfucker. To me... (laughs) Somebody who does that is kind of like starting with the C-level material at an open mic at a comedy store. And you go, yeah, okay, this is nice. It might turn into something one day. But for right now, I'm not worried about it. So anyway. Dude, mid-match, I would instead of somebody actually trash talk, I would just just fight them. Uh, (laughs) You can't talk fast to me and then compete in a a points match with advantages. (laughs) <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, Dan and I still have not trained, and uh, I was all about trash-talking you until I heard that last part where you just fight somebody. So I felt like I was going to get away with murder when we did train, but now I'm like, oh, fuck, now I can't trash-talk him, so that's not going to work. All right, we're moving on. It's a featherweight bout between Ricky Simone and Brian Kelleher. Dan, you do this one. 15 seconds. Uh, man, uh, Brian Kelleher, just because I remember him knocking out some who did he knock out? I think it was, I don't know, Hennenborough or something like that. And I don't really know anything about Ricky Simone. <laughs> Fair enough. Friend of the show, Ricky Simone. Kevin, who do you have on this one? Ricky Simone. <laughs> I want to say it quickly before anyone gets things skewed in the mic. He has Tom Brady's haircut from 2010, which isn't going to be anything that radiates to anyone. It's a mullet. It's a beautiful mullet. He's an abbed up mullet man, Raph. Mullets don't lose in the UFC. That's a fact. Good time to ask, at what point did you have the worst haircut in your life, Dan? Ooh, 15, 16, early high school. Oh, yeah. Pretty and bad. What, not, not mullet bad, but pretty mm, bad. Can you describe how bad it was? Because if, if you just say it's bad, we don't know. This is an audio format. Like, what was wrong with it? Or what was intense about it? Just, uh, just picture me... Time my my, my big ass skateboarding shoes and then I stand up and I just flip my head to the to the right, flip my hair over to the side, get it out of my eyes. Old school. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Took well, about I one feel week you did, I cut that off. <laughs> That's amazing, uh, Kevin. You're gonna take this one. It's Fourth a middleweight grade, bout between... the bull cut. Wait. No, nope. oh, the fights go. <laughs> yes, the fights. Sorry. Middleweight, Mackie Patello versus Julian Marquez. Kevin, you've got 15. Go. Yeah. Um, first of all, you're not going to be able to lock me in to any of these weird made-up fights. <laughs> I know this one's on the main card, but I am going to tell you I don't think Patolo or Marquez exists in real life. I believe this is a fight that's been created for the matrix and for fun i'm gonna go with marquez to keep your little exercise and the media's rue going okay well you definitely spoke the language of florida man but dan what do you have for us on this one <laughs> well i have no idea who any of them are so i'm just gonna go with uh maki pitolo just to go against kevin and uh, i think it's gonna be the upset see, first of all <laughs> No, that counts as going with me, right, Raph? When he said, I don't know who either of these fighters are, you and I are together on this. They're made-up people. I'm picking against you. No, these people are real, man. Oh, (laughs) here we go. Things have really gotten conspiratorial. All right. 
Someone <laughs> drugged him at the Super Bowl party. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. And I'm upset with her. I know who did it. I have an idea. At least. I have to say, though, Kevin, Dan Martinez, and I don't know that we can start him off like the jokes that you hear for Tony Ferguson, where it's uh, Tony Ferguson's the kind of guy who I feel like Dan Martinez is the kind of guy who roofies a girl who roofies him. <laughs> she started it and he was like, yeah. I caught her. And her and I have been playing this game. That's the only. It's like soon they'll be married. Yeah, I hear you. Fair enough. Well, gents, we're going to move on. This is a 30 second preview because it is your co-main event. It is a women's flyweight bout between Macy Barber and Alexa Grasso. Dan, you start us off. You have 30 seconds to tell us who you think is going to win this one. Uh, well, Macy Barber's kind of hot, and she's been winning a lot, and I think Alexa Grasso lost a couple fights, so I'm just going to go with, uh, with Macy, for sure. Okay, Kevin, are you going to pick based only off of hotness? Uh, no, no, I won't be, because down that way lies madness. Kelvin Gastelum's on this card, for example, and if you're picking in hotness, it's like, what, what's he been doing this whole time? And I get back to Patolo being made up, but we're not going to talk about Jim Miller yet because, um, well, I don't know. I might talk about Jim Miller's hotness. You give me a minute. I'm going to reflect on that one. I am going with Grasso for the simple reach factor. Okay. All right. We're going to move on. This is a welterweight bout, and this is also a friend of the show, Kevin. Gabe Green, gifted Gabe Green. Versus Philip Rowe. Who do you have? 15 on the clock. This is brutal because you like Rowe. I know you're a big Rowe fan. Ever since his knockout, you won't stop talking about it. Green's not pictured, ref. Yeah, I know. Green's not pictured. That's brutal. And I'm going to go with your six foot three friend that you've scouted for a while and is prone to unbelievable back knockouts, especially if someone not pictured. I'm going with Roe. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, Dan, who do you got? Man, Florida man has to go with Florida man. <clears throat> Philly Fresh. Philip Bro's my boy. Got the reach, got the kicks, got the striking, and he's actually got very good jiu-jitsu too. So and Does yeah, he? It's gotta go gotta go with him. I'm not even sure I knew about his jujitsu. Yeah, he's solid, man. I've trained with him at Perfusion a couple times. Well, hmm. Team Fusion XL, which sounds like yeah. a Florida religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Friend of the show. Oh, man. <laughs> of Here's the thing. Not the show. So, <laughs> I love it. I'll bro. tell you this much uh, a little bit about uh, Gabe Green. Gifted Gabe Green is somebody who knocked out a friend of mine. And uh, it turned out his sponsors are tight with us. And they used to sponsor uh, the Grappling Hour. So we saw each other and they're like, oh, man, you're here for the fights. I go, yeah, I'm rooting for my boy, Rich. And they go, hmm, he's fighting our guy, Gabe. And they go, oh, well, I hope your guy gets fucked up. So, all right, good talk. We split apart and then, uh, you know, they have a good fight. Gabe gets the better of Rich and Gabe is so nice to Rich and is hugging him and is like, yo, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I looked up to you so much, man. Like, you're you're the shit. Like, I think the world of you. And I was like, I can't hate this guy. So afterwards, I go over to him. I was like, hey, man, I'd like to interview you because mainly you were really nice to my friend after knocking him out. And I feel like, all right, I got to like you now. 
And uh, yeah, he's just the shit, man. He's a really good fighter. You may have remembered he had a fight against uh, Daniel Rodriguez earlier, I think, in the pandemic times. And he had a really tough fight with Rodriguez, who was piecing him up, but very durable, makes it throughout the entire fight. So that's going to be an interesting one. If your guy is really doing his jujitsu well, though, uh, Philip, uh, I'm, I'm telling you here, man, that that's an interesting uh, X factor. So it's kind of cheating to know that sort of stuff, but yeah, he's, okay. he's actually Phil competed uh, many. He we were on Kasai together, fight to win. He he, mm-hmm. he, he competes as well and ju- just jujitsu. All right, I see that. That's good for him. We like seeing the jujitsu guys get more shine. Yeah, Speaking of tough. time for more shine, women's strawweight bout, Pollyanna Vienna, which is a fake name if I've ever heard one, mm-hmm. versus Mallory. Martin, Dan, you started off 15 seconds ago. Uh, I'm going to go with Pollyanna. I think she's a pretty solid striker. And, yeah, I've seen her fight. I haven't seen Mallory Martin fight. Okay. Women's analysis without hotness noted. Kevin, who do you have for us on this one? People named Mallory are statistically angrier than people not named Mallory. That's male, female, across the board. If Mallory exists in the name, dating back to my friend Jack Mallory, who's okay at debate but was a real asshole if you brought up the fact that his last name was Mallory. Mallory's, I don't know if it's the way it's phrased. I'm not a linguistic specialist per se, but it does have an effect that leaves people negative. I'm going with Mallory. I feel like that's Noted. what happened with Tom Brady. I'm going Martin style. Mm. I feel good about it. <laughs> and look for no, my my position paper. Mallory's are going to ruin the world. <laughs> yeah, you had something to say no, here, the Dan. The, the statistics that you mentioned, are those like scientific statistics or are they just kind of Mallory's that have come across you in your life? I would say they're Florida statistics because they're more feelings <laughs> I have and just things <laughs> I know to be true. So... You know someone who knows it to be true. Is that enough? Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not to throw Florida in the mix. Not enough for that. I do appreciate the fact, though, that Dan really mustered all the credibility he could as a guy who lives in Florida to go, tell me a little bit about those statistics, Kevin. Yeah, I was with my 80 friends last <laughs> night against the CDC's recommendations, but could you <laughs> cite your source for the Mallory thing? <laughs> that's good we're gonna move on now it's a middleweight bout between Hadolfo Vieira and Anthony Hernandez Kevin would you ever go against jiu-jitsu and if so why I I would but I won't here and pictured like five pictures back on Instagram Raph Mm -hmm. guess who's with fucking Hadolfo Vieira Hanging out on some white mats, looking like a yoked up green asshole. Dan mm, Martinez. Why is he oh. with? So I assume we're both going <laughs> Team Hodolfo, but why are you fighting with him? What are you doing? Why am I fighting with him? I guess because you're good. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like to think I was pretty good, man. <laughs> And the fact, the fact that he could, you know, the fact, the fact that he could double me, and Raph knows all about my my wrestling, you know, the fact that he could double like me, he I uh, gotta go with him over Anthony Hernandez. What's he like to fight? 
Give us a little insight here. We'll, we'll, we'll ignore the – first of all, he's minus 400, Raph. So Vegas mm. is <laughs> Vegas is not uh, – they know who Adolfo is, I guess, is the point. Because his, his opponent, um, plus, three, plus 310, that's odds. What's it like to roll with him, Dan? Oh, to roll with uh, Adolfo? He's not yes. asking me, so yeah, we'll make it very clear. Tell us what it's like to roll with a goddamn legend and someone who's minus Bro. 400 on this card. Absolutely. I mean, that's the strongest person I've ever rolled. Absolutely. Pressure was, uh, like Wagner said, that he found that a way to apply ridiculous pressure with this very methodical movement. Yeah, it was brutal. Great training, though. And see, that's the problem here. You have Dan Martinez, who I wouldn't exactly call a weak human being, putting over Hidalfo and saying, like, no, he's strong. Let's just be very clear. Oh, With Wagner. I didn't even it, mention it was like a, in the middle of the photo. It was like so. a wall. It was like a wall that creeped closer, and you just could, couldn't push it <laughs> backwards at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think it's a good time to go ahead and inform you, Dan, that usually there is a wager on over-under Kevin. Now... It's never financial because we all do jiu-jitsu and I know how much you make over at Combat Jiu-Jitsu. So, uh, Kevin, can you give us some examples of some types? Well, hold on, easy. <laughs> like if I win. Oh, no, it got the hashtag sad again. Kevin, can you give him some examples of some wagers that have happened in the past for over under Kevin? Sure. Recently, there was a singlet challenge issued to the last person that dared face me. Um, he has to endorse us in a singlet on social media. And I was looking up, I told Raph, I was focusing on my buttercream recipe because I have to make dick-shaped cookies um, for yeah. Tony Burchart because I lost to Tony yeah. picking. And um, it's not hard to make dick-shaped cookies, but it's hard to frost them. So I'd look up a proper buttermilk recipe so I can... <laughs> Make them officially, and uh, as Raf can attest, that video coming out when my wife is not at work on Wednesday. She wanted to help me because I was trying to plot out the dick-shaped cookies. I was like, you know, I can point it this way. I could put the balls here, but you know, yeah. I, want, I want options. But more specifically, I also want to be able to decorate. <laughs> so there was a lot of work that went into the planning. <laughs> There's been some shirt challenges, you know, that type of basics. I want to point out here, though, Kevin, as you're saying, like, well, as we all make dick cookies in our life and have to worry about the frosting, and Dan's like, absolutely. That's a tough thing to do. I mean, from experience, I just want to make sure I'm here to support you, Kevin. I mean, absolutely. You know, if you're going to make a dick cookie, you got to make the perfect one. You know, if you're going to eat it on social media, you got to make a good dick cookie. <laughs> so here's a good question, Dan. Without saying what it is if you do have one in mind do you have an idea for a potential wager with kevin man off the top of my head right now i do not right this second, don't worry not, see, you've got great. three three more fights to figure out something okay so oh, take your time right. you can you can pause on it we do like to defer to the guest so uh while you're thinking about it though i need you to take now, a little short breather uh, you know, Kevin usually comes out with one and they tend to be pretty reasonable, but the real adjudicator yeah. here is me. So I make sure that they're within a realm of no, nobody is shaving their head and <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't want to see any nudity. Really? Thank you though, for offering everybody. Um, <laughs> though 
the minuscule amount of female fans who maybe listen to this show may be like, well, well, hold on, Dan. Uh, you can get uh, naked. Uh, unfortunately, we're still going to say a hard no on that one as well. So uh, you got some time to think about it. But uh, in the meantime, I need you to tell me who's going to win this middleweight bout between Kelvin Gastelum and Ian Heinch. Go. Uh, I think Kelvin Gastelum is going to win. I think Ian Heine is, is a strong wrestler, so I don't think it's going to be it's going to end up on the ground by either one of them. I think they'll cancel each other out, and Kevin will end up or Kevin Kelvin will end up being the better striker. Take more oh, experience. Okay, this is important to note here. Before I ask you for a pick, though, Kev, are you in his head, man? Because he was saying Kelvin, but he accidentally said Kevin. Ugh. Haters would say, "Isn't that the same name?" And I would retort, "Freud was right. I'm deep in his psyche. He's gonna be rolling with someone tomorrow and be like, Kevin." And you're like, "What? Like, you sound like a Home Alone mother that forgot to tend to her child." I'm also going someone with Gastelum. Kevin, I'm gonna turn around to Kevin. <laughs> I don't. I I wouldn't put it past him, Kevin, just because I know how Dan runs his class in this respect so i wouldn't put it past him that if he really didn't like his appearance on today's show that tomorrow somebody gets a really really aggressive rear naked choke just because he's like fuck those guys at verbal tap i don't even like them <laughs> no i'm not reposting their story <laughs> he just has a camera well, hold on hold on hold on he's, me. Yeah. he's now speaking to the part where producer raf is going to be so furious if you don't repost our fucking episode with you you can talk all the shit you want to Kevin, but producer Raph is not having that bullshit. You better fucking repost that. Uh, we got a lightweight bout between Bobby Green and Jim Miller. Kevin, you lead us off on this one. Go. This is difficult because mm. I thought I was at Jim Miller's funeral. I thought I helped do the procession. I thought we were we all like were taking turns putting dirt on, and it was sad. It was beautiful. And then mm. I see he's still fighting. God damn it. This is not I 2021 should show me that old people are fine if they drink avocado shit and, you know, just vote for Donald Trump. But I don't feel that. I don't feel it in my heart. So I got to go with Bobby Green and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to history. I'm sorry to Jim Miller. I know he was in the James gang around the Civil War and that shit's real. You got to respect it. Put some respect on his name. But it's just like, hang it up, man. It's been 164 years since you started. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Dan, who do you have on this one? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Jim Miller. I'm going to okay. go with Jim Miller. I think he's a crafty veteran, even though I think he's just going to rise from the dead. And you got to you forget that 32 and 15 record. I think he's going to pull some shit out of his ass and take it to Bobby Green and laugh in Kevin's face. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that a Miller boy did laugh in Kelly's face. I don't face think it because... would be the first time Jim Miller laughed in my face. I feel like four years ago, I gave that exact same speech. It was like, he's been fighting for 100 years. It's not cool. I think he just beat up his brother. And everyone's like, ah. It is similar to when you see a Clay Guido win over the weekend, and you think, we're good here, right, Clay? And Clay goes, nope. Still got more fights on the contract run as I back, run in place. <laughs> Peace. It's crazy that he had a win, I know, right? Because <laughs> you're thinking that same thing with 
like Clay Guida and you go, man, you and Johnson are not on high win streaks here. So they're, they're just putting this one together for funsies for you guys. And yet yeah, he wins. Yeah. And you think, Ugh. and then a little bit later you go, all right, Reem, if you end up winning this, uh, oh, this is not the same Reem. Oh, he dead now. Reem, are you going to retire? Nah. Uh, Frankie Edgar, how's it? Uh, okay, everybody. This one, this one was a hard weekend for true MMA fans because it made us look at that clip and go, that's so sick. No, but it's also happening to Frankie Edgar. Exactly. That was a brutal one. I will tell you this, because some people showed memes of Ben Askren having PTSD from seeing that knee. And I thought that was hilarious, but I want to make it very clear. You be fucking kind to Frankie Edgar, but you continue giving all the shit in the world to Ben Askren because he actually deserves it. Hey, do not fuck with him right now. He's our only hope against the Paul regime. No, no, we're hoping double KO on that one. It is. <laughs> I don't know, man. We gotta, we gotta go with Ben just for the sake of MMA fans. This is Same. we won't forget the five second knockout. There's no way we can forget or forgive it. But we'll make less meat if he beats up on Jake. <laughs> I make no so guarantee as one of the prominent meme makers in all of America. I'll back Dan. I'll back Dan that. here. I'll I'll co-sign that. I think positionally, right? neither of you make memes. So you're if not we did ultimatum here to me, for example, me as like to start the the whole thing. If he knocks out Jake Paul, I won't share any more memes. I'll just like and leave them where they are. <laughs> that is a fair thing to do. Dan. I have a lot of appreciation for you going that far to be like, no, Raph, this is a personal solution. I <laughs> take a vow. Needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting a human meme. He has to do it. <laughs> Yeah, this it's tough. I don't really care either way. Because if he gets knocked out, I'm going to be like, yeah, you chose the person with the worst hands in all of mixed martial arts. Literally, this way I mean, of CM Punk. It, 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 him, yeah. Him. <laughs> they could not have been a worse fighter. I, I think Dylan Danis had a better chance. Nah, I mean, that's at least within the realm of possibility. possibility. And yet, for whatever reason, we couldn't make that one happen. Anyway... Gents, we are at the main event. Now, Dan, I'm going to go ahead and put 30 seconds on here. We all know who you're going for, but I guess this is an opportunity for you to tell us what you expect from the fight in addition to maybe why the person you kind of are rooting for is going to win. Dan, you've got the floor. 30 seconds, go. So, obviously, rooting for, for Gilbert. We've trained many times up in Tampa and down south, but I just think he has the wrestling to give Kamaru some problems, whether it be offensively but definitely defensively. And if Kamaru does get him on the ground, Kamaru hasn't really advanced position other than beating you up from turtle and guard. And I think Gilbert won't be in turtle. I think he'll be, have a really aggressive guard. He absolutely has more punching power if it stays on the feet. If it turns into a Kobe Covington, Kamaru Usman, I think Gilbert... Gilbert can finish tomorrow. Tomorrow okay. wins. Just... Okay. Kevin, what do you got? I think when you have a chance to repeat on Mario Lopez's America's Next Top Crew, dance-wise, mm-hmm. you just have to capitalize. And mm-hmm. Usman knows this. He knows he and Burns, when it's pop it and lock it time and costume design and choreography, mm-hmm. if he just stays in his lane, executes... Mm-hmm. It's easy. I'm with Usman 
and I do not see Gilbert Burns making up the dance the dance ground he needs to by Saturday. I just don't see it. I will say this. The one element that I see in this fight being entirely different than the Colby Covington one is, I think that Burns is going to have a little bit more variation that is a little bit more dangerous than Colby had. Because at a certain yeah. point, Colby ran into a few doors that he had no keys to, and yet it was still a compelling fight, despite him being a giant turd of a human being. But it was fun to watch. It's just, if Usman really implements a heavy amount of stuffing and just neutralizing part of those strikes, in this one regard, Gilbert Burns can still make it a very interesting fight. So... I don't know exactly how I 100% see this one going, but I will say this. What do you think, Dan, about the fact that these two used to train together and now are going to fight each other? How much of an effect does that have for a fight that has huge implications? Uh, I think only them two will know and training partners because, I mean, a fight is different than training, but one of them has to know who would, in theory, have gotten the better of the other, even though... Now, now how long ago did they train together? That part, I'm not sure. Like, how, do you know how long it's been? No, don't ask me that. I'm asking you the questions here. That's very different. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's going to play a huge role. I think it's just going to play a, a bigger role and more, like, confidence, mental confidence for one of them going in. One of them feels like they got the better of the other, but I think it's definitely been long enough to where whoever whoever like uh whichever one of the they both had aspects to where they thought the other person was better than them i think they obviously have had plenty of time to work on that especially since so kevin fight, you know, kevin maybe this is a good happened. time to get some analysis from you do you feel like let's say if dan martinez was fighting mma again and then happened to have a fight against hidalfo do you think his psyche would be so emotionally scarred that he could never f- actually recover from fighting against a hidalfo Absolutely. And I think okay. we're talking about the same exact psychological stuntedness, frankly. Mm-hmm. I think the same defects you see in a Dan Martinez, that's what you see in a Burns. <laughs> I think it's just such a one-sided inability to put it all together. But I don't want to drag out anyone's flaws on this podcast. No, no, we don't do that. Dan, whose jiu-jitsu is better, Usman or Burns? Ooh. Oh, Burns, absolutely. What? Come on. Burn. All right. All right. I mean, no, no, no. I, I kind of wanted to hear it out of your voice. I just, yeah. I'm always curious because, you know, it, when you hear black belts trade with people that are high level, there's that moment where if you just ask it fast before they're expecting it, audience, <laughs> you'll get a little glimpse into their reality. And that was yeah. a good one. That was a moment where it was like, Dan, gun to your head. Who's better? Uh, uh, Burns. What? <laughs> Like, I also cool. like the cool, fact cool, that cool, he had cool. to stumble before he understood the question where he's like, oh, what, what do you mean oh, jujitsu and better? That's not what I spend all my time in my doing. In my defense, you were just ripping. You were saying I was scarred for life after competing, after rolling with Rodolfo Vieira. So for a split second, I thought you asked me who had better jujitsu between them two. I was like, ooh. And then I was like, wait, ooh, and <laughs> burn. Gotcha. Okay. More okay. educational. All right. Did not understand the yeah. question than actual <laughs> difference. No, I get it now. I just, I well, love the fact that Dan's like, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure that people who hear this know exactly where I'm coming from because I can easily answer the Burns question 
But the Hadolfo versus Burns question is one that is too difficult to answer, which is now why I'm going to ask you that. Who has better jiu-jitsu between the two of them? Ooh, man, I, I'm i going to say Burns has more weapons, for sure. I like that you scared him, Raph. I like that he's scared <laughs> the answer. He's like, he feels like we do when I get too brody with somebody. I don't want to piss off Dan Martinez, right, if he comes to Colorado. But, like, hearing him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get on Facebook. It says, Raph has tagged you and Adolfo Vieira in a post. <laughs> it's First like, of all, Dan, trading partner says Adolfo ain't shit. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> meme energy. Yeah, I, I will say this. I like the fact that Kevin and I aimlessly had a series of jokes on Dan Martinez's jiu-jitsu ability that somehow led us to somehow coming out just fine on the end of a joke that we were like, you know, we really don't have a punchline for this. Let's just see how far we can take it. And, oh, there's a really good question that came out of that. And that's how you can tell we've been doing this for an eternity. Gents, before we start to close off, thank you very much. We appreciate that. You're also not Muhammad Usman Miller Green, baby. Okay, okay. We should explain what we're doing, which is in the event there is a tie... We do go to performances of the night. So there's two performances of the night and a fight of the night. So the two performances are individuals who basically get a bonus because they did something spectacular. And there is typically a fight of the night. So, Kevin, you did mention yours in a word jumble. Can you please define them for me so that I can now actually write them down? Performances of the night go to Muhammad and Usman with fight of the night going to Miller Green. Miller Green, thank you very much. Uh, Dan, same question to you. I think fight of the night will go to Pedro Munoz, Jimmy Rivera. I think we will, we will be one of those really good back-and-forth fights. And performance of the night uh, will not go to Bilal Muhammad. I think it will go to Gilbert Burns or whoever wins, Inish or Gastelum. you got to pick one of them. We'll just pick Inish. Gastelum Inish. since that's who you picked to win. Sold. Solid. Okay. That, was, <laughs> that didn't sound very confident where he goes. I said sold. Ooh. He said solid, but that's as much as a Florida and Colorado <laughs> person have communicated in years. I'm going to blame that on the actual uh, communication form that we're using. So that one's chalked up to Skype. I'm not going to make fun of Dan on that one. Dan, I've given you some time to think about a bet. We've also had some time to insult you. But. We're opening up the floor for you to make a suggestion if you have one. Do you have a bet in mind for Kevin? Man, honestly, I do not. I cannot think of one. And I, and to be honest, Florida man, begin to pay attention to the questions and kind of slip Florida man's mind. I do not, Kevin. I think I, I'm just, uh, well, whatever you have in mind, man, we can throw it on the table and that will be the bet. All right. Well, let's see. Kevin, what do you have in mind? Yeah. Do remember, you... I know you want to see me naked, but it can't be. No. Uh, no. Uh, damn it. Hold on. Give me a minute then. Let's say no, a beer wondering. chugging competition. Can you, would you have a light beer you're able to chug? I don't know. With someone with your abs. I, I presume not. Probably maybe like a seltzer thing. <laughs> Anything but a white paw. Oh, we got a beer we could chug. You pick it. Perfect. So, wow. Raph, real, let's no. just do it like they do it in Kansas. This is a five natural okay. light challenge. 
Oh, wow. If you lose, you drink five natties quickly and confess the other's a superior human. <laughs> five natties. Damn, man, you're taking me back to my high school days. Oof. I think I can do that. I think I can do that. Um, count me in, bro. Like well, it. here's now, the thing, Kevin. I did it, Rap. I got someone from Florida into a natural light challenge. <laughs> Good it's job, gonna Kevin. Be, yeah, it's going to be the cleanest yeah, water he's drank in years. He's going to be like, what, do they bottle this? Does this what we drink it matches? He's going to be so confused when there's no methamphetamines in it. I have to play it a little. I have to play it off a little bit, like I was thinking about it. But in my head, I'm like, man, Florida man, come on. Uh, do you want me to bash it on my forehead too? <laughs> I do not. You know, well, hold on. I mean, listen. No, at that I'm, point, I'm... it's out of our hands. It's in yours. <laughs> We're just giving you the option. I do like this. There are two things I heard on this uh, side of my earbuds. Number one was him doing the math to figure out five of those, about six hundred sit-ups. Okay. Um, and then how much body fat do I have to absorb that? Because I'm going to be pretty drunk because I don't have anything oh that's God. actually going he to allow me assigned, to pop drunk. He should assign me the sit-ups then. That sounds way worse than five natties. <laughs> I would Ooh. tell you this though, for Dan. He has to actually keep up maintenance to the car. Um, so let's do this, Dan. We usually have an extended offer to people who come on the preview show to return next week to find out how they did. Would you like to come back and talk the fights with us next week, sir? Absolutely, my man. Of course. Count me right in. That's amazing. And obviously, you're going to be around other people, so you'll uh, you'll go do that. We'll get in touch with you. I do want to make sure of this. Now that you guys are friends again, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say nice things again to one another. Kevin, that's, what do you have to say? What did you learn you, about Dan today? Say, What's up? say that again. Oh, I'm just saying this is the opportunity where you guys can say nice things about each other because you're not competing anymore. Kevin, what do you have to say uh, to Dan? Yeah, Dan's the best. I'm a big fan. Uh, we were shitting. <laughs> we were telling him beforehand, like, uh, hey, your career's amazing, and we like watching you. <laughs> That's the fun of this show. So Dan cannot wait to continue to watch you beating the shit out of people unsuspectingly against your pink rash guards. <laughs> well, it's black or pink now, but I must appreciate it, man. It makes me feel anybody. I didn't think anything to heart. I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> I meant every word. <laughs> I, I couldn't have said more. I did mean. Dan, nah, here's a good opportunity. <laughs> Here's a good opportunity for you to both plug your stuff, tell people where they can find you, and also, uh, you know, say something nice about Kevin. What did you learn about Kevin as well, sir? Uh, man, I learned that Kevin's been training for quite a while, so it's good because uh, now I can actually have respect for his analysis. Uh, I hope his injuries heal up well, and man, I, I forgot what you drank, but the cool guy. <laughs> Otherwise, and, and where uh, a sativa? Wait, you said drink. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. And Dan, where can the people find oh, you on the God. social media, sir? Dan Martinez Jitsu on Instagram. Facebook, I'm eh, Dan Martinez. <laughs> yeah, that, well, good. I'm glad that you were not really in love with the stuff on Facebook. You're like, God damn it. Yeah, I guess if you're going to come find one. me on Facebook. Dan Martinez, you can find me. Hit me up on Instagram for sure. <laughs> He does put up a lot of very fun and stupid things. You can always catch up with Dan is what he's doing. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Dan, we look forward to seeing you next week, sir.
My man, thank you. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...